0: Hello, you're listening to Comrade with Me, a podcast about stunt filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, but you can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. I'm James Baker, I'm your newcomer. This week, we watched the first two episodes of Garo. And. Hen- Step on a back, break your mother's crack. That's not right. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Well, regardless, um, how are you, Jibs? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Uh, apparently real bad at remembering things that are bad luck, but good regardless. Step on a crack, break
1: your mother's back.
0: Yeah, I somehow got that wrong. But no, um, what are you looking at this week in our Horror filled Friday uh, 13th episode?
1: Last week, I got to see The Invisible Man. Um, I've been waiting to talk about it. So I'll use it for this show since it's Friday, but, um, invisible man came out a couple of weeks ago and it stars Elizabeth Moss. Um, I would say I'm a fan of hers. Uh, I'm a fan of the hands may tell. Um, I saw her in, I believe it was us, the Jordan pill film that came out last
0: year. I thought she, I really loved us. That was a great movie.
1: Yeah. I I really liked that too. um, she does this really, really cool thing when she's like in danger. She always does this like awesome stare into the camera, like she's lost, or she does these all amazing scary faces or like scared to death faces. She does a really good psycho face. She, she's her range as far as like thrillers and you know horror movies is really good. And I think she picked a really good role in this film. She's the pretty much the main protagonist in the film. I love what Blumhouse did. Um, I'm a huge fan of Blumhouse. Uh, I love pretty much all the movies that they put out, they do some amazing work with all the films that they do. And they do pick really good directors. Um, but overall, this was an amazing film. Um, I remember watching a couple of the Invisible Man movies when I was a child. And they were never really super scary. They were always like semi-action thrillers or mysteries. But this shit was like, this shit had me, I felt like I was seeing things. Like It'd be like different shots when um, it'd be gate. Like staring at a wall and you would just try to like see if you see anything moving it's just the way it fucks with you men- mentally was really amazing um my theater experience is really cool um I haven't really experienced a theater uh, a horror movie like that in theater since a quiet place. you could definitely hear a pin drop, so that was really fun too. I saw it in Dolby, so like my sh- uh my shit my chair was shaking in different moments when it was you know like jump scares and stuff like that, but overall. Awesome movie, and I love what they're doing with uh, this re- re- reboot. For I guess they're calling it the Dark Universe or Monster Universe, whatever it's called.
0: I don't think it's part of that anymore because that kind of just like failed really bad at that last mummy movie.
1: Oh no, but that's what I was saying. I think they're going to reboot it because okay. this is a success. I believe the budget for this film was seven million, and opening weekend it made fifty. So they're definitely going to milk this whole universe. I don't really see them making a Invisible Man two. I could see them making a modern day take on, you know, Frankenstein, The Uh, Mummy, Sea Monster, uh, you know, all those, like, Dracula. Can you imagine, like, a modern day take on Dracula? That would be pretty sick. But, uh, I think they're definitely gonna go for it again. Um, I think with Blumhouse backing them, it will be way more successful than fucking whatever that movie was with Tom Cruise. Um, I still didn't see I, I heard horrible things about it, but I was looking forward to what they're doing with the Monster Universe, but I think they're gonna revisit it since this was so successful. You know how everybody is once once you
0: make a couple million off it, you're gonna go for it again. The whole time that the whole time you were saying like the like, Invisible Man, like I kept thinking of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. But no, I'll, it's very interesting. Like I think that um, this movie and like something like The Quiet Place work is this kind of like experiential like film where it's something that you have to see with people to get like the full effect. Because you mm-hmm. won't enjoy The Quiet Place if there's not that tension, you know? And like I think exactly. that this is just like that. Oh. And I feel
1: like it, there's certain movies that are way more effective in theater mm-hmm. um than watching it at home or in whatever streaming service of your choice. So if you have a chance to go see it, please go see it because I wouldn't say it's rare to have theater experiences like this, but this, these are really once-in-a-lifetime type of experience. And just from beginning to end it's so tense and the last shot, the last sequence in that movie was amazing and it was an awesome payoff. Um I can't wait to see what else they do with uh with this film and if they're actually gonna reboot the Monster Universe. I'm definitely interested in seeing a modern day take on all those classics, uh classic horror icons.
0: I'm sure. not sure if you could for like a lot of them. Like I can see Frankenstein working as like some kind of like body horror, like you having parts of your body that aren't yours, like almost like um what's that movie from like two thousand? Um called idle hands where this guy gets like a hand that's like a demon basically. And he has to cut his hand off, and then like chase like his like hand around kind of thing. Like I could see like a straight up like Dracula working, but yeah, like this is like the one that perhaps like is like low key enough to do. I'm not sure how you do something like creature from the black lagoon, especially in like a post like shape of water world, like how you make that work.
1: Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard the atmosphere in uh, what was the movie that came out in January? Underwater?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with like Kristen Stewart and everything at the bottom of the game. Yeah. Ghost.
1: So if I was in the writer's room or pitching a movie, I would definitely say have it in that kind of scenario, not really like a land dweller type invasion of this Black Lagoon. I would have him like come on board the submarine and just have like an alien type vibe. Like this motherfucker is. Could be anywhere, and he's killing everybody. I would definitely do like maybe more a premise of he's underwater. You know what I mean? Versus him coming on land, or have a moment towards the end when he actually comes on land. So that's what I would do it.
0: Yeah, I like it's just like I, I'm like wondering just um the reason this movie worked. I think is because it said what is like an invisible man, and like it was like oh like it's like about like domestic abuse and that kind of thing, and not being able to see that somebody's doing something. So I'm wondering like what can that fear in a modern context be for like some of these characters? And like, I don't know what it is for like the Wolfman or something or like that whole like stop. But I think for some of them, like it worked, like, I'm not sure. Like,
1: But, but that's the beauty of it. Like, I feel like there's a director out there that could pitch an awesome premise for a modern day take on all these characters. Just like, you know, Todd Phillips did with the Joker. Like he looked at the Joker and was like, this guy is mentally ill. How can I tap into a uh, comic book take on this character, and I mean, we definitely. Whenever you're going to do a reboot, now you definitely have to be different than the original source. You can't just copycat it. So, um, I think I think that would be really cool. Um, there is another movie that came out this year, last year, that was, you know, um, oh yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, I, I did a pod and we were talking about how the Joker was successful and how you could do other you know, satires or commentary with these other DC villains. And I was saying like with Poison Ivy, for example, that could be a narrative, uh, with climate change. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you have cat women, you could do her premise with, you know, domestic or with animal abuse, or you, there's so many things you could do with these characters and ideas that aren't just a carbon copy of the original. So I'm, I'm really hoping that they, they go for you know modern day take on all these characters. I-, I hope they do it. I hope they don't back down and just do an Invisible Man 2, But uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's hard. Like I just like don't know how you could do it. Like once you get like more fantastical, like it's possible. Like
1: you might have some bombs here and there, but overall, I feel like there there's a lot of uh, a lot of mining to happen in those uh, with those
0: characters. When I think of like a low budget shared cinematic universe though i can't help but think of glass which i thought was like a really bad movie from like two movies that were better like i think that like unbreakable works i think that um whatever the one of uh, the beast whatever the one with uh james McAvoy was like work but i uh, a split but like i think that um that's kind of like the only thing like that people have to compare as far as like a low budget like semi-realistic
1: But even like like now like they're remaking Candyman and not sure if you've seen the twist the the trailer yet. But he's a fucking photographer, artsy guy. Like there's there there's plenty of ways to do do like a modern day take on horror icon. Like there's there's numerous ways. Like I would have never thought they're going like full on like Freddy
0: with that, right? Huh? Because like they're going like full on like Freddy. Like the more you believe in him or like know of him, like the like stronger like he gets Like he can come back at that point, right? What part two oh, with um the, Candy yeah, Man, the, the like, reboot
1: yeah, I'm not sure how the the world is gonna work, but I'm pretty sure that's where they're gonna go for,
0: oh yeah, um was it the ring that had its movie like just got like re- rebooted with um like the end of the movie is that like they like live stream like the tape and the and the whole world gets attacked or whatever the grudge or which one is the one like that's you the will ring die with seven the video days, tape? yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think you're talking about uh, what movie are you talking about? Oh my god, it that's not the ring though.
0: That's something else. Uh, Rings uh, maybe?
1: I can't think of it.
0: Was it Do or Dare or Truth or Dare or something like that? That also happened in that too, but I think like uh, the Rings is the like sequel to the Ring movies. And it, oh, like, you're not no.
1: talking about something that just came out recently. Yeah. To come up. Oh yeah, okay. I didn't see Rings, but. Um. Damn, that's fucked up. They live streamed it for everybody to see. Damn. Holy shit, that's wild. But yeah, th- that's the movie that I was thinking of was Truth or Dare.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would love to see like Final Destination come back. For example, like that was like a fun little franchise. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, isn't there something else coming out? There's like a major reboot this year for like a horror franchise besides Candyman and this old Man. I can't think it of it off the top. But oh, um. It's like Spiral. The new yeah. movie with Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah he's after cops. Like just... Jigsaw. Yeah. He's after cops. Oh my God. <laughs> like I'm not sure why it's worse that he's having cops cut their own hands off than other people. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, for this week I saw um, the Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which I really like. That was a good ass movie. Like it was like very clearly like not shying away from like characters like being queer like you had like lots of like moments that like let you know this was like made with like a team that like had women on it versus like just featuring like them like um, the whole like big set piece like of the movie takes place in like a interactive funhouse <laughs> that seems like based off of like a zine from the 90s kind of thing like it's just like a very weird movie but also of course, like Gotham would have like row of like abandoned fun houses that all seem based off of like indie comic books from the nineties. That is the most Gotham ass thing I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah, I have fun with this movie too. I just hate that uh, you know it's not really doing good in the box office. But people are com- saying that it's you know men refusing to go see it. I don't think that's the reason. I think it's more so bad marketing. Um, the I title think didn't help at all. The title, the marketing. Um, the choice of going with lesser-known side or not side characters, but characters like you know Black Canary and Huntress versus going with you know the actual like bangers like Poison Ivy, you know Catwoman, and you know more popular characters and stuff like that. But I heard that choice was actually Margot Robbie's, yeah, yeah, idea to actually do you know lesser-known characters to give them more shine, but it also boosted her, you know. <laughs> herself as well like she's the this, this star headliner um but uh i saw people saying that complaining about the success of the sonic movie compared to this one
0: i mm-hmm. f- fucking hated that like i whereas, was like, like
1: what narrative is this this makes feminists hate the sonic movie i was like what's going on i'm like what- this is absolutely this absolutely makes no sense at all like no they know what audience they're trying to tap into with when they made sonic they knew exactly to and for them to actually go back and redesign the character of Sonic was awesome. Like, I had to go see it. Like, you actually care about what your fans think about, you know, the design of, you know, Sonic. And you went back and did your work. And, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with a,
0: a feminist uh, hatred or whatever. I, I think saying <laughs> that the Sonic movie succeeded because feminism was wrong or whatever <laughs> is, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But also, like, yes. I'm also, glad they redesigned Sonic. Because it would have yeah, been nothing. have been so about much better. It. Have you had a chance to see it yet? No, um, but also like I do wish that like it hadn't been like uh, that part of the Sonic redesign hadn't been like a harassment campaign, and that like the people that had to crunch to redesign Sonic like weren't like an animation studio that's probably going to go under and probably wasn't paid any extra. Like it's just like a knock on like more crappy effect too. That like with the way things are, like for like these studios that like make movie magic, that kind of stuff. Um, they probably didn't, they probably just had to crunch and make these changes without much more money, which like really sucks for them.
1: Yeah. And I know Jim Carrey was not a fan of, you know, going back and redesigning the movie. Um, I couldn't really tell if it was because he felt like, you know, the, the, uh, the team behind this movie got bullied into redesigning the character or, if he was just looking forward to that check a little bit
0: sooner than when he got it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's like so many movies that have had wide acclaim for doing like effects work or had like major movies that um, they've worked on. And then like you find out that the whole studio (laughs) shut down because they weren't paid enough or like they weren't paid royalties or like they weren't like appreciated. And it's just like, ah, like I hate like that. That's like a thing. Like I would like for everybody to like get their cut of things. and Like you have like, weird stuff too in Hollywood where it's like, oh, um mm-hmm. the guy who played Darth Vader, like not James Earl Jones, but um like in the suit has only ever made like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Which seems wild, right? That given how much money like those movies make that like he got his percentages off of the profit the movie makes. So they did like some movie math and said, Oh, it hasn't made any profit. What are you talking about? It? But no, um let's move actually over to our um like topic for the week, which is the first two episodes of of I am so glad that I got to see the first boobs of this podcast. What do you think, James?
1: Yeah, I was actually shocked. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, what has Kip got me watching this time? And that was pretty wild.
0: Yeah, because it's like a after a certain point, I think you can have shows that have nudity to like a certain extent, like on it, like on like your like post prime time like TV And Like recently, there was some anime that I think got canceled because it was like too pornographic or whatever. I, I'm not sure like what the whole like situation was, it was. I think it was like borderline tie, but like hmm. it was like on normal TV, and then they had to be like, hey this show is, like, about having sex. You can't just have this on, like, at, like, 11. That can, like, be on DVD or whatever, but that can't be on, like, a major... (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, so, this show definitely went out and said, let's make sure you know at first this ain't your kids or your daddies or whatever show will show that this is, like, a horror show for adults. So, let's, like, have, like, a little bit of nudity, like, just to start out, which is, like, a... I guess... Yeah, that
1: definitely set the tone, like, oh, shit, like, damn this ain't for kids <laughs> yeah i loved it that's what makes it stand out like you said this is the fir- the fourth uh what was the term you use big 3 big this is the fourth outside one yeah,
0: yeah like there's the big 3 and this is like number 4 that's like the only one that's for like adults
1: right but this is what makes it completely different like you're not going to see
0: boobs on the, any of the big 3 so they got to definitely like, go for um it. this kind of like clear like violence too like you see you see people getting got without it being as big a deal like once in a while in the common Rider* for example like you'll see somebody get got but not like as graphically as it like can happen here you know
1: yeah and the tone was so dark and you could definitely get the just like this was a much mature show by you know like premises they're using like greed even though that's a that could be like a common Rider* uh subplot as well but uh it just felt more mature how the writing was in this in this uh, first two episodes.
0: Yeah, there's like a a like season for the like, common Rider, like where the bad guys are called like greed, but with three e's instead of two, and like it's like that happens. But what was your impression? I guess like your thoughts after like looking at the episode. Um, I thought it was
1: cool. Um, like I said, it was very mature. It was definitely a uh, refreshing to see them go in this direction after watching you know zero one and you know, other rider episodes, and some sen- Sentai. This was actually, like, shocking at some points, how far they went. But, um, I do like the main character, uh, Koga. Yeah, um, yeah. He's very, uh, he reminds me of He's another maybe, one
0: like, we don't see much of in the intro. Like, it's like, we get to see him show up, but not his life story, like, in these first couple episodes.
1: Yeah, he was very, like, he like a Death Note vibe. Not necessarily one of the characters from Death Note, but he felt like he was, like, very you no know, you know melodramatic and you know like kind of hard to read and you know he's just a hunter you know like hunters like you know like on the witcher they really don't show much you know uh, emotions at all so i really liked him as the main character um the suit looked like a maybe godard mixed with uh <laughs> i don't know uh but uh the suit was like all gold and uh i thought it was i thought it was really cool but uh it was a little bit too much gold for me. It was <laughs> all gold everything, but uh, I liked
0: it. I think First that time, it was um, really pretty solid. Like uh, the two reference points that I had for you was that it's kind of like a live action, like berserker, like demon slayer kind of vibe, where there's like just like a certain darkness in the world, and there's people that like will fight against it. And yeah, um, I don't think that we. This is like a massive franchise at this point because in like 15 years, it's had like God knows how many, like six or seven, like tv shows not counting like three or four like anime like it's had like multiple like feature films. it's done well but also like i can respect that maybe the first two episodes aren't going to be like great <laughs> and i didn't like love this and like i've seen like a little bit more than this but um not for like a few years but i know that it does like get more intense like in the action like because like right here we see like the monsters like getting killed by like one blow once he transforms into like garo for example like it's just like at this point, the action's not quite there and like the story's not quite there, but there's like an intriguing like hook for the world so far, which I really like.
1: Yeah. Um, during the first episode, the first fight, for some reason, I got like Matrix vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like the pillars in the background or not. And then like, you know, them hiding behind the pillars. But even at, uh, towards the end of that first fight, they did like the slow-mo, you know, 360 spin shot. And I'm like, okay, I guess that was what they were going for. Was like a Matrix vibe for the first fight, but uh, yeah, the characters yeah. are cool. Um, I like that uh, the girl Kauri, I think her name is. Oh yeah, Cowrie. Uh, I like that she's a you know a starving artist and you know she's pretty much trying to make it her own. Um, and that, uh, I think she's a cool character. Um, I could tell that Koga already has feelings for her because he didn't take care of her after she had the blood spilt on him. I guess there's potential for some kind of love romantic, you know, storyline there. It and, feels uh, kinda
0: like um like a twilight or like fifty shades to me almost. Cause like it yeah, like it's not told from his perspective. It's told from her perspective and like it's like her story of knowing and interacting with this dude, which is like very like twilight. Like here's my story of being loved by Edward versus like I'm the main character, like doing stuff, which is like it's an interesting way to do it, but it like does make it seem like this franchise like has like a more passive voice or is like more about that relationship than just my name's Koga and I want to be the King of the Pirates kind of thing, you know?
1: Right. And, uh, the three little girls that he reports to kind of reminded me of, (laughs) you know, the three ghosts or whatever from, uh, Kamen Black. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why they reminded me, but I'm just like, it's always three fucking weird ass people that these guys got to report to and this
0: time it's three little girls <laughs> you can tell like um this had like a whole massive like binder full of lore that we just haven't seen yet like it's like okay there's like a whole book that they're hitting at when he like puts his sword in the statue and when he like has like his ring that's like talking to him when like he, yeah even the story book, a story yeah
1: even a storybook that uh she was reading you know and she's like oh at the end this happened so yeah, it's definitely like some lore there too. Um, the monster designs are very interesting. Uh, I think the first one was like a fucking uh, painting. Yeah, it was the painting chick that came out like the ring, and then the, sep- ep- the second episode was like she just had all these swords coming out of her mouth and shit. That was kind of weird,
0: but uh, very just like the show. nudity. Um, it tried to like make itself different by having that like very slow motion like bullet time like CG fighting and also like having lots of fighting outside of the suit that was much more of like a wire foo kind of like Hong Kong style too.
1: Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. That fucking plan that they had, like you invest whatever and you get 20 times back. I would have fell for that shit too. <laughs> I'm like, I get 20 times my money in a year. Sign me up. Have you heard about um Bitcoin in like
0: 2017? <laughs> it's, too- it's a little bit too late for me to get into Bitcoin. It's the perfect time. How, how many people think you're stupid because it has gone down in price over time? But then once they all leave, it'll go down even more and more and more. And then you have I all this have stuff that Bitcoin. used to be worth money. Yeah.
1: I should have been on Bitcoin a long time ago. I think it's like, what, 6000 for one Bitcoin now? Is it really down to 6000 Wow, it's
0: fallen. Yeah, because I was like uh... just joking. But like Bitcoin's never going to be as big as Bitcoin was. So right now you're just like paying for something that is it's, going to lose value. It's at 8,800, right? Okay. That's like a little closer to what I thought because it was at 18 at the height, 18,000. Okay. But yeah, um, I love those stories of like the person who in like 2009 was like, I'm going to try and get a pizza for Bitcoin. So I gave 10,000 like Bitcoin to this guy. And in modern day money, <laughs> that would be $700 million. Uh, also, I'm divorced. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, I. I liked some things about this. Like, I liked how, like, the suit had, like, a time limit, for example, where it went, like, 666, then it went 999, like, how Okay, so that's
1: what that was. It was kind of like a Eva Angelion type, uh, type vibe. Like, you can't be in a suit forever. Okay. And, like, yeah,
0: that's, like, a, like, cool trope, too, because I think in Ultraman, in, like, you could only be Ultraman for, like, three minutes before you, like, run out of, like, solar energy. It's, like, a, like major trope that we haven't really seen in like common rider for example but it's like in other parts of like of like toku Mm -hmm. i like um how for that like the monsters are like her though like they're not about like just like the world they're about um here's this uh, person at this art gallery that's preying on on like on like young artists and then they become like a demon who's preying on young artists here's this person that's taking people's money without actually having like a company to here's this demon that's taking most money to eat them. Like, it's just like not very subtle. Like a lot of these, like are like very literal monsters that are just amping up what they're doing even, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you think of the, I had, I liked how they committed to uh, his gear and his fashion. He's like, just just wearing like a white leather jacket and then like a rib cage
1: vest underneath. He kinda looks like a character from like one of those old final fantasy games or even the modern ones.
0: It like maybe think too of like when you um, in the first episode of like an anime can like see who the main characters are from how they're like drawn. Like, oh, who's the main character of this show? This guy in a suit or this guy in a white leather jacket and like a ribcage vest?
1: <laughs>
0: I wonder <laughs> who's it's the sick. main character, yeah.
1: Uh but no. Uh, she was she was very cool with like just having the horrors come after her. She's like, "So, they're going to keep coming after me?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay." I'm like, "She's there something's not right there." <laughs> she was too too up for it.
0: Yeah, like like when for you act like how like, can like, I yeah.
1: make this stop? Like when you ask questions like that.
0: That's why like I kind of think this is about like being a woman in society or or even just like growing up. It's like, "Oh shit, um I can't go on the bus after like 11." Oh shit, like I have student loans oh shit like i can't take an ambulance if i want to go to the hospital like it's just like it's like just amped up versions of like things that like exist like we see that like that first like dude was having sex with artists when that one girl like says like oh so um is that girl's art up because you're also sleeping with her it's like okay this stuff is very like literal about like pitfalls of her life or like the life of like a woman just Mm -hmm. Also, there's demons involved now that will, like, actually kill her, not just harm her in other ways.
1: So how far have you gotten with this show?
0: Oh, fuck. Um, maybe, like, five years ago, I watched the first six episodes. Okay. Yeah, not a ton. I know that more happens, and it gets more interesting, and the fights get better, but I've never been big on this franchise. Like, it just hasn't been my lane, I guess, because I like having, like, the... Cool stunt work of like *Common Rider* and like that is like very like watchable. This is a little too like let's be gritty for me, but at least to start, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I wanted to, you know, compare this to like. I'm not sure. Okay, so I'm not sure if you like grew up with uh this show called *Highlander*.
0: Yeah, *Highlander* show. um I never actually watched it.
1: <laughs> okay, I wanted to say I had that kind of vibe for it. Kind of like this guy just shows up and you know kills the you know monster of the day or monster of the show and just leaves <laughs> but uh it didn't go that route too much but it it, it definitely had like H- highlander vibes for sure because he's like a hunter
0: yeah and i um do like the idea of they're just being like a person that goes around and they deal with problems without having a base but i don't know um
1: i do like the exposition towards the end of the second episode like a little bit of explaining what the hell's going on because i was Semi lost in the first episode. I'm like, so what's this guy's motive? Like, what is he? What does he have to gain from you know fighting these horrors and stuff like that? And we got a little got a little bit exposition towards the end that he's just you know a guy that goes around killing these things to save mankind. But uh, I wish they would have did that a little bit in the first episode.
0: Yeah, it felt hard because like we basically only see him um, training in like his weird black room and. For me, like I couldn't tell the stakes of the show too well. I was just kind of like, "Okay, he's in a room, and there's a trap of ninjas that are going to attack him." Mm -hmm. Is that how the magic works here, or how this? Yeah,
1: and then during that little action sequence, I couldn't stop thinking about (laughs) the Last Jedi when they're
0: in the red room.
1: (laughs) That was kind of yeah. Okay, it it kind of
0: can't commit. I think being an action show or like a romance show, like it feels Mm -hmm. like she's not part of the action. But then, like, the action seems separate from the romance, so it just seems, like, very, like, I, like, I wasn't really too hot on this. Like, I know it's had, like, a ton of fucking, like, series, though. and, like, other people and, like, their grandkids or whatever are, like, like, in one show or whatever. I'm not sure. How would you rank this in, like, what we've watched, and, like, what do you think, like, what would make this, like, a, like, much, what would make this, like, a must watch for you?
1: Uh, based off the two episodes, I would say is towards the bottom, if I'm gonna be completely honest. Even though I like the vibe and uh the main character, um, and I like that they went for it like with the maturity level of the show and you know, the the violence and you know, the fights and the overall atmosphere of the show. Um, I think the, a way to make it better if you're gonna do a show like this, like you said, um, about the lure. Um, yeah is to have uh koga have some kind of magical powers um instead of just being a knight with a sword i would definitely have like some of his weapons be like spells uh maybe some like some alchemist type shit you know that'd be very interesting too um as far as you know driving the plot other than just saving this girl's life every episode (laughs) um I would definitely have it be like challenging towards him himself versus just, you know, protecting this girl, like damsel, damsel, um, distress. Um, maybe have the horrors actually trying to find him for some sort of reason. I think that would be more interesting, just saving her for 80 episodes.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't rank the show very high. Um, just like what I've seen and like what I remember from like trying to watch it before. I know it has its fans. Um, I think. My main issue is that, like, in, like, 2020, it, like, feels like um, the series wants to be about her, but doesn't want her to do anything. Like, it just wants her to, like, fall into wells. Like, we're watching, like, Lassie, basically. And it's just, like, I'd like to see her make a choice actively that maybe puts her in danger or, like, have some part of fixing it. Rather than just be like, oh, I guess I, like, um, went to this job interview and now I'm I'm about to be killed by a uh, demon based on having four or five years of experience for like, I'm like not sure what like her arc is going to be besides just falling in love with this dude, you know?
1: So based off the, uh, the other four episodes that you watched, does it actually keep following this guy just saving her numerous times or? Yeah, I think sometimes. Oh yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I think like, I'm yeah. not against like romance stories and <laughs> you know stuff like that, but it like like I said last part, I'm like watching Berserk and the way that they bring romance into the anime is totally different than how they're doing this. Like I don't really see a lot of character development happening with these two. Like I don't really see any challenges happening. Maybe Here's I'm wrong. I, I mean, this is only two episodes in, but yeah, yeah, uh, I don't really see room to grow character development with these two characters. What I know, like, I feel is like that- I already know what they're about. Yeah, yeah. Like this guy's a hunter. He's gonna keep saving her. He's gonna try to save the world and she's the artist,
0: you know. So what I know is that um I could be wrong. There is like another knight in the show that has like a like major beef with him. And like I know that um And she falls in love with him. I don't think so. But life. like I know that um people like that character. I know that um he has some some issue from how his dad died because I guess you have to like inherit the armor so like he's like a knight because his dad died in mm-hmm. some way and like they reference that a little bit. I think she becomes a bit more active. I'm not sure but like I remember like Does she become a knight? Oh probably not. I don't think there's been like a female like knight in the franchise at this point, which is
1: okay. depressing. So this but, yeah. whole like narrative does it change based off which series it is or is it always the same? Yeah. So is
0: the same outline? Like I think um one that came out last year was about um this guy named Jenga. And like I only really like know about this series because it um was like starring like a former common writer. But basically, um he was a knight, then his son got killed, so he became like a demon. But then like this story is basically he gets reborn as human again, but his mm-hmm. demon self was still out there or something and it's like him versus his demon self like the whole time and like his wife's a demon, that kind of stuff. And like it, it changes protagonists. Like there's like one series about like their grandchildren or something. There's one series that's like in like a separate universe. Like and there's the animes that I think are entirely like their own thing too. They just keep the same armor, basically. But yeah. Um I was spooked, I was scared, I was just cursed on this Friday the thirteenth. What about you, James? Ditto. Ditto.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, um, where could they find you, James? Find
1: me on Twitter at Popcornet. Same thing on Instagram and Facebook.
0: You can find me on Twitter.com at JamesForge. The podcast at Podcast at CommonWritersMe.com and, um, com and at CommonWritersMe.com. And now for this week, um, good crimes. I don't know, but, um, maybe, uh, Watch Garrow and write a interesting female character might be a good crime.
1: <laughs>
0: what do you think? Watch Garrow and
1: steal everyone's an investment. <laughs> yeah,
0: watch Garrow and defraud your investors with, with Furbus. There Part was. two. <laughs> <laughs> Furbus. <laughs> oh no, Furbus came back. <laughs> just like it's like the end of Mac and Me. Like we'll be back.